Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Today's viral video is one of my favorite viral videos. I watched it several times. In case you haven't seen it, here's a quick preview. Watch this. I want you guys. Okay, what? Wait a minute. He was about to let her know everything we do at this house. Why is that funny to me? Because he is so serious. Why is that funny to me? Because he is mimicking the behavior of somebody he's watched. Mm. Before I even get into the message, every parent, every leader, pay attention to what you do because more is caught than taught. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. I need you to, watch me, I need you to realize you are molding your children, molding your little cousins, molding your nieces and nephews. And sometimes you need to send, when I was coming up, they'd send the kids out the room when it was grown folk stuff going on. Because he learned that from his daddy. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Listen, he calling his mama Linda. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. <laughs> Lift your Bibles. Let's make our confession of faith together. Get in this word. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so awesome. So let's get into this word today. So um, we're in this series called Viral Videos, and Wednesday's was, by, uh, was Baby Shark. And I showed you this from Jonah chapter 1, verse number 17. And the Lord appointed. Let's stop right there. God has to appoint whenever you decide to disappoint. What does that mean? Whenever we decide we're going to do our own thing, sometimes God has to appoint something to be an atrocity so that he gets our attention. Sometimes God has to appoint there to be adversity to get our attention. But for those of you that said, I've had enough of that for this year, can you just say, Lord, I'm listening. Come on. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Now, notice, and I'm going to show you how it's a shark in a minute, but the fish did not bite Jonah. It swallowed Jonah. Why is there a difference? Because whatever you have faced, God didn't intend for it to kill you. He just intended for you to make you pay attention. 
And for some of you, watch me, it felt like it was going to take you out, felt like it was going to take you down, felt like it was going to be your end. But God said, this was never supposed to be permanent. Why? Every shark has an expiration date. Every heartache has an expiration date. Every pain has an expiration date. I wish you'd act like everything that was messing with you the first eight months has come to its expiration. Y'all ain't gonna... I wish you'd act like every hater for the next four months, God is about to shut them up and shut them down. I wish you'd act like every negative doctor's report is about to be turned for you. God's about to shut it. Say, in these next four, I'm going to see more. The Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. He said, Jonah, I need to swallow you up. In other words, I need to swallow you up and everything about you. In other words, you're going to come out of this shark, but you're going to come out new. We started this year making this declaration, all things new. What we did not know is that for a good portion of this year, we were going to be swallowed up. That's called quarantine. Mm. God puts Jonah in quarantine for three days and three nights, and he says, Jonah, until I get your attention, stay in the house. Until I get your attention, you're going to have to shelter in place. Can I help you understand something? I pray that you have used these last eight months of this year to get yourself ready, because in these next four, you don't have time to get ready, baby. You should have been ready. Why? When opportunity shows up, you're going to have to walk through the door. When favor shows up, you're going to have to walk through the door. And I'm going to tell somebody, God says, I'm so proud of how you handled the hell of the first eight months. Because in these next four, you're coming up out of your shark. Would you open your mouth and say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out of this. He swallowed up everything about Jonah. Meaning, watch this, everything connected to Jonah in that moment was in this. It was in a darkened place. Which means, dark means the absence of the knowledge of God. So for three days and three nights, he's like, what's going on? Not only was he dark, he was helpless. He couldn't do anything to get out of it. For some of you, you prayed to get out and you didn't get out. You gave to get out and you went deeper in. You forgave who you thought it was you needed to give. And God said, that's good, but you're still going to stay there. You're going to stay there until you start listening. I need you to make this declaration and say, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. And here's the thing. Jonah's a man of God, which means sometimes you can get so mature that you think you no longer have the mandate to listen. Sometimes you can be saved for so long that you hear a message like this and you're thinking about everybody else's for but you. But I came to tell you today, watch me, this is not for your neighbor. This is for the person sitting in your seat. This is for the person sitting on that white leather couch. This is for the person sitting on that teal couch. I'm here to tell you, God says, I used it to swallow you up and I put you in quarantine because there are some things I need to change in you, Jonah. A shark has two stomachs, and in those two stomachs, that means digestion takes time in that shark. So, Jonah, you're going to be there for three days. You're going to be there for three nights, and while you're there, you're going to be dark, and it's going to feel helpless. And while it's helpless, you have nothing but time on your hands. Oh, my God. See, some of you, you said over these last few months, I'm bored. God says, but you're misusing the time. You're misusing the time. That's why you started calling folk you had no business calling because you got bored. That's why you started reaching for people that you knew meant you no good because you got bored. But, but watch me. But somebody make this declaration and say, but that's over. I, dark and helpless, then damaged. He's damaged because as he's going into the mouth of the shark, and I'll show you how we know it's a shark in a minute. As he's going into the mouth of the shark, the, the Lord didn't allow him to bite Jonah. Which means there were certain things that wanted to crush you. And God said, mm -mm. let me prove it to you. I'll know by your response. That's why many of us these last eight months, we got real close to the edge. 
We were even leaning over that joker. I wish there were some honest people in here. You were like, God, I can't take no more. And right when you thought you were about to go down, God stopped that thing. Can you give God glory that he stopped you? Right when you felt like you were at your edge and at the end, he stopped you. He stopped you from those negative thoughts. Stopped you from... God says, you're damaged, but you're not dead. And I need you to stop acting like it's over. Stop acting like you don't have a future. Stop acting like because they left, you ain't going to be able to rebuild. Matter of fact, they needed to go so you, God can put the right person in the seat. God can't fill a seat in your life as you got the wrong joker sitting up in that seat. Then halted. He's halted. He can't go anywhere. <gasps> he can't go anywhere. He can't go anywhere. The only thing he can do for three days and three nights is be surrounded by what the shark has already eaten. Which means I'm surrounded by somebody else's waste. <laughs> I am surrounded by somebody else's mess. I am surrounded by somebody else's stuff. And I'm stuck in it for three days and three nights. Here's what's amazing. Jonah didn't know how long it was going to be. Which means, look at me, which means you determine how long your shark holds you. See, the moment you go in and open your eyes and say, okay, Lord, I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. I, I, I do not need to keep going through this. Let me check the room. There's some stuff I said, I'm not dealing with that no more. And I said, in these next four, whatever I got to do to make sure that I got, I'm walking in shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. I refuse to go through some of the same stuff in these next four that I did in the first day. Some of y'all need to text some people up after church and say, just so you know, don't come to me with that mess in these next four because I will snap, crackle, and pop. You determine how long the shark holds you. Bishop, how do you know that? It's very simple because in Jonah 2 and 10, and the Lord spoke to the fish and vomited Jonah out on the dry land. God told the fish when to let Jonah go because he says, Jonah gets it now. And I'm glad Jonah got it. Watch me before he went to day four because in day four, you're sitting literally in the digestive acids of a shark, which means it would have eventually destroyed you. <laughs> oh, God. See, some of y'all, watch me, you know people who they wouldn't listen and so what they were in destroyed them. But it didn't destroy you. <laughs> Come on, say, it did not take me out. Come on. It looked like it, but it didn't work. Mm. Say, it didn't take me down. Looked like it, but it didn't work. Because you're like a bobblehead. You got knocked back. But then you got your bounce back. I wish you had some people with faith on your rope that recognize this year has thrown some punches that have made you wobble and shake and wobble with it and shake, but you kept coming back to the surface. You kept rising. Why? Because God has not brought you this far to leave you. He has ordained that you'd rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. God has made us to be the head and not the tail, above and never beneath, always overcoming, never being overcome. Bishop, how do you know it's a shark? It was a shark because in sharks' digestion take time. A shark's digestion doesn't happen immediately. In a shark, digestion takes time. And unwanted items are vomited when the stomach or when the shark turns its stomachs inside out. A shark has two stomachs. Pay attention. With two stomachs, that means there's different chambers to the same situation. This is why on Sunday you felt amazing, and then on Monday you're like, what is this? Who am I talking to? Where are y'all at? 
That's why on Wednesday after church, you felt on top of the world. And then Thursday afternoon, you were like, what is this? Because it's the same, it's, the, it's another uh, uh, stomach in the same situation. What does this mean? Jonah, I got to make sure that you don't just give me lip service in the first stomach. What does that mean? You'll say anything to relieve the pressure. So I'll let you go through a second phase. Shut your doggone mouth. I'll let you go through a second wave of the same situation just to see if you really change and you really listen this time or you just run in your mouth. And I think there are some of us that say, God, listen, thank you for allowing it to happen a second time because that first time I didn't fully understand it. But when that thing came back around a second time, I knew that 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 I finally listened. Say, listen, Linda. Question is, how did Jonah end up in that shark? Jonah's pedigree explains his problem. Jonah's name in Hebrew, his name means spirit. A spirit is a mindset. So whenever, especially if you grew up in church, uh, spiritual things sometimes became very spooky and weird. My spirit in, in the Old Testament, it's the word rhema. In the New Testament, it's the word, uh, it is the word, or excuse me, in the New Testament, it's the word uh, rhema, or, or it's pneuma, excuse me. In the Old Testament, is the word ruach. Ruach, got it, and pneuma. Old Testament, Ruach, New Testament, Numa. Now, check this out. It means mindset. So there are certain people that have a mindset that when they come around, you feel the energy shift because their spirit is that mentality. And when your excellence meets their sloppy, there's a clash. When you being victorious meets their being a victim, there's a clash. And I need you to stop backing up when it clashes. I need you to go on and rise up when that thing clashes. I'm not come down for what? I'm not coming down to make you feel. See, some of you trying to figure out, Bishop, what's the name of that spirit? I don't need to know its name. It knows mine. And when it sees me, I am a walking, talking rebuke. I wish you stopped being afraid of the enemy and realize the enemy is afraid of you. When you show up on the scene and you start walking with authority, all of a sudden you begin to intimidate every demon, every witch, every warlock. Say, I'm a walking rebuke. That's why some people talk about you and don't know you because you rebuke them without saying nothing. My very presence is a rebuke to your sorry. Let's go. It means mindset. Here it is. He's the son of Amittai. Amittai means my truth. So his mindset is my truth, not God's truth, not the truth, his truth. Here's the problem with our truth. Our truth normally has us being right. Ooh, why y'all get so quiet? Say my truth. This is a popular phrase in, in the time we live in. How many people you've had somebody say, I'm living my truth? I ain't going to ask who didn't said it. Let me tell you what that means. I am choosing an alternative set of facts, which means I can never fix the issue because I won't even admit there is one. If you can't admit there's racism in America, you'll never fix it. I ain't getting political. I'm just being practical. Let's go. So look, his name means, his name means it is the mindset of my truth, not God's truth. In other words, it's all about me. And here's the danger in our culture. With social media, we have become self-centered. We have a whole thing for it. It's called a selfie. Most of our social media is us. No, I'm not knocking it. Mine is too. I ain't knocking it. What I'm saying is this, is that subconsciously, pay attention, subconsciously, what's my subconscious? My spirit. 
See, you are a soul. That's your conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. You live in a physical body. You possess a spirit, or you are a spirit. Your spirit is your subconscious. That is who you are without trying to be that way. It is what makes you do what you do, and you don't know why you do it. It's just something that you feel like you're programmed and pre-programmed to do. It, it is now the sum total of your idiosyncrasies, your nuances, your proclivities, and everything that about you that you say makes me, but the reality is you don't know how you got made. <laughs> so, so, so check this out. So check this out. Check it out. He's the son of Amatai, my truth. Subconsciously, what social media has done, it has programmed us to say, if it's not about me, I don't want to post it. If it's not about me, I don't want to participate. If it's not about me, I don't want to share it. If it's not about me, I don't want to talk about it. So subconsciously, you start living your own truth, independent of God, and you've programmed it every time you use your little thumbs on that computer. The computer on the, you know. That's how, that's how old school folks in the South say it. This is not a phone. In the South, they say, bring it up on the computer. You mean my phone? No, baby, on the computer. So his mindset is my truth. And where is he from? Gath Hefer. Gath Hefer means no big deal. So here it is. It's no big deal for me to have the mentality that I live by my truth. And here's what's amazing. He's still gifted, but he's out of order. He's gifted, but he's rebellious. He's gifted, but he's disrespectful. It would be a shame for you to be as gifted as you are and die out of God's plan for your life. Mm, but I wish you'd act like in these next four, you're coming into alignment. I, I wish you'd act like every place you've been out of order, rebelling, running, whatever it's been, that in these next four, you're coming into alignment. You're not going to waste your life like the rest of your bloodline. You're not going to waste your life like some of your friends. In fact, you are the interruption to the dysfunction. So this is Jonah's mentality. So Jonah, God gives Jonah an instruction. And God says in Jonah chapter 1, go to Nineveh. Nineveh means house of fish. It's amazing because the thing that Jonah ran from is the thing God used to catch him. He was running from the house of fish, so God sent a big fish. In other words, everybody listen to me. You may think you're running, and God says, I will use the thing that you thought you got away from to catch you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. All right, so look, God says to him, go to Nineveh. I'm giving you these instructions. And Jonah basically, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. He doesn't. Jonah's like, I'm not doing it. He doesn't listen. And this is so important because we have so many Christians. Hear my heart that you need to listen to little man. I don't know his name, little man. What's his name? Little man, that's what I'm gonna call Little man, his mama was just talking. And notice, she was talking while recording. Because everything we say, the Bible says in Revelation 12, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. So he uses what you say against you. That's why even in the American justice system, if you've ever been arrested, they say, whatever you say can and will be used against you in the court of law, which is why what we speak is so powerful, because what we speak can be used against us. His mom's recording him, and as she's recording him, he throws his little foot up, puts his little hand on his hip. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. She says, no, you listen to me. No, listen, honey, listen, honey, listen. Now, what's amazing to me is that while he's out of order, because he's a kid. And anytime the follower is trying to correct the leader, that's called anarchy. Let me back that thing up. It's called anarchy. Parents, you got to be careful that you don't have anarchists in your house. Well, mama, I'm going to tell you, listen, 
Because I know in Denver, y'all have conversations with that type of stuff. I know. But in the South, listen, listen, pretend like this. Pretend like this. I don't want to break it. So just, 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 you know, but if I break it, that's all right. Listen, so here's how that conversation goes. This is the South. Y'all ready? So this is a little man. And this is, this is, I'm going to be, I'm going to be his daddy. Okay. So listen, son, I want you to, listen, daddy. Boop. That's what happens in the South. Uh, uh, he gone. What you say, son? Say it again. I didn't hear you. Huh? Okay, some of y'all don't know nothing about that because they didn't do that. They put you in time out. Stand over here. What does time out do? Teaches people how to waste more time. All right, let's go. So look, little man, check the message though. Little man was trying to get his mama to understand. Here's what little man was saying. You heard me, but you didn't listen to me because you didn't act. You didn't take any action. So what's the difference between hearing and listening? What I do after. <laughs> hearing said, that's good, that's good. You right, mm, that's, mm. So, that's hearing. Listening is, I heard what I just got, so now I gotta go make it happen. I heard what I was just told, so now I gotta make it happen. Say, Lord, make me a listener not just a hearer. What's the difference, Bishop? We find it in Luke 8 and 18. It says this in the Amplified Version. So be careful how you listen. Say, I'm listening. listening. Listen means this in the Greek language of our New Testament, how you understand. Have you ever been talking to somebody and they get all of the right responses, but then they ask you a question that made it clear they weren't listening? So, like, you know, you have a full conversation, and y'all are talk you're talking, 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 they're like, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, okay, great, 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 great. How do I know somebody's listening? It's not what they do in front of me, it's what they do when they exit my presence. Because if you listen to me, your actions will reflect that you would just listen to me. Right? So check this out. God says, make sure you understand. Song says, what I need from you is understanding. To communicate. Listen to the words I say. Y'all don't know that song? I don't know the rest of the words, though. Look, say understand. Can I give you real practical here? If you don't get it, ask. I, I am baffled by people who don't get it and then go try to figure it out, and they never ask for clarity. Like, what the problem is? Then report. He says, listen, take, be careful how you report it. Check this out. Proof of listening is how I report it to other people. See, listen, how do people report your conversation to other people? Because, listen, you'll tell them, hey, listen, I really care about you, and I just want to make sure we're on track because, you know, just some of your actions are a little questionable. I just want to make sure. Here, if they report it like this, I can't believe how they came to me. They were breathing down my neck and just breathing. The baby, I was standing across the room. I... And for those of you that don't know nobody like that, you're the sensationalist that does that when we talk to you. I mean, they, get, they gave me the business. What all I did was... <laughs> so you didn't listen. You didn't listen. You heard. And what did you hear? My truth. See, your truth is that you're always being victimized. So anybody that says something to you, your truth is that you're, it's always from the place of a victim. Then, look at the last part of, under, uh, of listen, who you give an audience to. Question, who do you give an audience to? Not whose audience are you in, who do you give an audience to? You could be sitting in here and haven't given me your audience. 
you haven't given your audience to me. So you could be listening to me, but thinking about the bread you're going to eat after church. So consequently, what you heard won't benefit you because you weren't listening. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm listening, Linda. God bless Linda. I, who do you give audience to? Jonah gave audience to himself. He listened to himself. He listened to his truth. Do you know who you spend the most time with? You. So who's your greatest influence? You. Because when you're driving down the street, you ain't praying. You're talking to yourself. So come on, don't do, don't do that. Thank you for the honest people in the room. Now listen, you try to play it off when you're having a full conversation. Where the honest people at? And you'll pull your phone up and somebody come next to you like you're on speaker. Do I have, I got to, come on, come on. I'll be walking stuff out fully, speaking it all out, and somebody will pull up next to me. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so uh, I'm just excited. Don't do me like that. Don't leave me out there by myself. Knowing that the car is on speaker for, on the, the car phone. But <laughs> Sometimes we give audience, watch me, we give audience to our equals and that's dangerous. Because you couldn't see further for me because you were in the same scenario as me. So you give audience to your friends, you give audience to your relatives, you give audience to people who don't actually have the ability to actually speak from a prudent place into your life, but they have your audience. I need you to tell the Lord, say, Lord, I give my audience to you. What does that mean? Your word is what my audience is. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. One of the words for faith means God's word. Which means, God, if you said it, I believe it, that settles it. I don't need to get a co-signer for what they can't afford in the first place. Mm. Open your mouth and declare, say, my next four will be more. This is for whoever has amplified a teachable heart. So part of listening means I'm hearing as a student. Even if I'm speaking to people, please listen to the next part, that I don't perceive to have intelligence. <laughs> I cleaned that up good, huh? You ever stop listening because you knew who you were talking to? Why, Bishop, Bishop, shouldn't I just shut that down? We'll, we'll, we'll check the principle. God even used Balaam's donkey. He used the jackass. More specifically, she was a female, so it's referred to as a Jenny. Uh, she, she, God used that to speak to Balaam. What are you saying? Everywhere I go, I act as a student. That way, if I fail, I'm not that hard on myself. I don't get depressed and discouraged. Why? Because I wasn't the expert. You know why a lot of people get depressed? Because you're an expert to everybody. You're a relationship guru. Ain't got a good one yet, but you're the guru. Can't stand who you got now, but you're the guru. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. When we act as experts, we shut down our ability to listen. Uh, the other week, I was having, we were doing this show with Bishop Bright, and it was about politics and Christianity. Some of you... <laughs> S -s -s Some of y'all saw it, and we were doing this show, and I'm listening. At one point, listen, I, I'm a, I strive to be a disciplined man, but for those of you that watched, at one point, I got up and just walked off my own set. How you walk out your own studio? I walked out my own studio and said, I can't do this. This is like the Maury Povich show. I ran off. 
And a harvester said to me, a harvester said to me, Bishop, I, it was difficult listening. I said, but watch this. I says, but part of being a student means I got to listen because I need to see that that's how some people think. And if people think like this, I need to be in prayer more than I've ever been because to listen to this and hear that people think like that, I got to be in prayer. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Everywhere you go, what's your occupation? A student? Oh, we might say, I'm a student. Whenever you're around people who think they know it all, let me tell you how you know it, because the energy gets tense. They don't want to participate. They want to sit in the room and spectate. They don't want to participate. They shift the energy because, watch me, because they're stuck. They've been where they're going. Let's look at the verse. It says, a teachable heart. To him, more understanding will be given. Whoever does not have a longing for truth, even what he thinks... Now, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. This is powerful because God says, if you're not a listener, what the little you think you do know, I'm going to snatch that too. Now, this can be, I know this is a tough lesson for a Sunday morning, but I need you to get this because in these last four, your obedience is going to have to be on point. Because there's going to be stuff that does not make sense and you're going to have to obey nonetheless. There are going to be things that make you uncomfortable and that's where the fruit is. The fruit is always in an uncomfortable place. So let's look at what happened to Jonah. Jonah chapter 1 and we're done. Jonah chapter 1 verse 2. Here's what the Lord says to him. Arise. In other words, you've been idle. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it for their evil has come up before me. Jonah, you're the prophet, so I'm telling you to do what your job is. And if you don't do it, you are about to lose your job. Because you are detaining me for nothing. <laughs> it's another viral video. Some of you are like, I'm not familiar with that song. Did we sing it in worship this morning? He said, Jonah, everybody look at me. Has this shocked you how sometimes people act crazy when you ask them to do their job? And I'm not just talking about like employment. I'm talking about like, if you say, if you say you're going to usher, usher. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Like, like, it's amazing to me when people act like they're doing you a favor to do what they said they were going to do. Then you shouldn't, what you say you're going to do it for then? God says, Jonah, go do your job, man. Get up. You've been idle. In other words, Jonah, it's not that so much that I want you to go to Nineveh. It's just that I don't want you to be stagnant anymore. You've been stagnant because you've not been challenged. So I'm going to challenge you. Mm. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. Verse 3, but Jonah rose up. His actions were anti. To flee to what Tarshish. He got up, but he got up to flee. Not to obey. Listen to me, especially those of you that are gifted, talented, and skilled. You have to be careful because sometimes your gifts, talents, and skills will have you idle. They will have you sitting, and you're not using them. So God says, well, the job I sent you to the earth to do, you're not doing because your truth says you don't have to do all that. I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to pastor pastors as a bishop. I was like, God, I, he, he's like, look here now. Do your job. Are you about to lose your job? Ooh. Where did he flee? Tarshish. Say faraway place. Look at the map on the screen. This map shows you what Jonah did. Jonah went to Joppa. You see Joppa? He gets a ticket on the bus line. 
I'm excuse me, the, the boat line, to go to Tarshish. Do you see where Tarshish is? Jonah said, I'm going to go the total opposite direction. As far away as I can from what you told me to do. That's the furthest known city in, in antiquity at that time. Jonah said, as far away as I can get from what you told me to do, I'm doing it. Look at where Nineveh was, 550 miles away from him. In other words, it took you more to disobey than to obey. Had you did what I said, Jonah, you never would have had to be in a boat and on the water. Which means your shark situation, you started that because you were never supposed to be in the water at the first place. But Jonah, I'm so God that I'll take what you did wrong and I'll turn it for your good. I'll take your bad and make it for your good. I dare some of you that know that God's turning your bad decisions and about to make them work for you. Can I just get you to hop up one time and just do one spin? Just one. Why? He's turning my bad decision and about to make it work for my good. He's taking my disobedience and about to make it work for my good. So look, so look, he goes way over there. That's where he tries to go. And God waits until there. Everybody see the, the water getting darker? All right, all right, you see this little middle right there? Okay, that's when the shark comes. When Jonah is in the thick of his disobedience. God is like, now I'm going to start something. You ready? Let's look. Okay, look at verse, uh, verse, verse. To flee from the presence of, um, um, of the Lord, he went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish. Just think about all he had to do. He had to go find a ship. Then he has to pay the fare. Then he has to get his stuff and put it on the boat. This is a lot of steps. But can I be honest with you? Where in our everyday lives have we taken more steps to run from God? But open your mouth and shout, that's over! <laughs> Woo, let's go. What was Jonah's truth? His truth was it was easier to pay to get away instead of paying to obey. That was his truth. His truth was, I'll just, here's what people teach, and please, please be careful with this saying. It's easier to to, to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. And people teach that like that's smart. I know some of y'all like, Bishop, that's my motto. <laughs> Come here, Jonah. But watch me. God is so particular and precise that even when he was giving instructions, if you read your Bible, like he gave them specific instructions, like build it 22 cubits and 14 this and 22 this and only use the gold that came from this particular mountain and do this and that. Like he was so specific, not because he was trying to be a, 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 a you know, intentionally overbearing. God was like, I just need you to learn how to listen to me so you don't waste your years running from me. Because for many of you, what you're going to do, listen, the reason you have to listen is because what you're about to do, there's no blueprint for. Ooh, I don't mean it literally, but it's so good to me. You're getting ready to pioneer some stuff. There's no blueprint for it. So if you don't listen, you won't build it properly. But I prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice. Say, I am listening well. Let's finish this message. So look. So, verse 4, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, 
The Lord literally threw, you got something for me? Here we go. What you got? This is a ball? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, oh, a little bowling ball. Oh, from kids. Okay. All right. Come on here. You got to catch it. <laughs> now, listen. My first frame, I'm amazing. Every frame after that in bowling, I haven't put the kitty things up. People say, oh, you're grown. I said, but I'm about to win. I tell you that. <laughs> Ain't nothing up here to say grown folk can't use these things. By any means necessary. So listen, so when Jonah, Jonah goes to the bottom of the boat, Jonah sleep. And here's what's amazing. Jonah will rest in the chaos he created for you. So when they're in the middle of the boat, the storm starts because Jonah doesn't listen. And what does the Bible say? And the Lord hurled. Let's try that again. You play for the Broncos? I'm just joking. No, I'm just joking. Bronco fans? Steelers fans? Titans fans? Yeah! That's not a joke. <laughs> All right. Online, type chat, whatever your favorite team is. If you don't have a favorite team, just say Jesus, okay? I said, my bishop, I don't watch football. I stay in prayer. Great. I don't either, but I like to eat after the game. You ready? So the Lord hurls. That was good, huh? Good stuff. Well, I got to hold a mic, so don't y'all. <laughs> you ready? You ready? Say, the Lord hurled the storm. Watch. But look at me. Some of you are like, God, why is this so violent? Why is this so rough? Because God says, you only understand when it's rough. When you don't listen, it has to hurt to make you hear. It has to make you lean back so that you listen in. And there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. Whenever you don't listen, God will break up what you use to run. For some of you got to be careful because you use the relationship to run and it's on the verge of breaking up because you're using it as your transportation away from God. And you'll be like, oh, no, we're going to be together forever. Yeah, three months tops. Verse five. Then the mariners were afraid and each one cried out to his God. They hurled the cargo that was on the ship onto the sea for it to life. So they start taking all their stuff. I mean, they got their clothes, their shoes, <laughs> their pocketbooks, <laughs> backpacks, phones, laptop computers, everything. Let that be a lesson to you. You keep it moving even when things don't move the way you want them to. Open your mouth and say, I'll keep it moving. Say it again say, I'll keep it moving. All right, let's look, let's look. Watch, 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 watch. They start throwing their stuff overboard, saying to themselves, I gotta get rid of my stuff because maybe my stuff is why I'm in the storm. How many of you have said, I need to do this because this will stop my storm? You kept saying, I need to move because that's why I'm in a storm and now you didn't spend thousands of dollars. And you're still in your storm because who you moved with was why you were in the storm. <laughs> Y'all here? 
Look, so they waste their time. They waste their money, the money, their money. Money is a Hebrew word for money and energy. Read your Bibles. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> they waste their money and their energy. Say, I'm not wasting any more time, any more money, any more energy. They threw all of their stuff in the water. But think about this. I work for this. Everybody listen to me. You will start abandoning what you built because you're in a storm. And it's not even your fault. It's because you got somebody on your boat that it's time for them to be thrown overboard. You'll talk about quitting stuff because of people that aren't the reason you started. I'll be doggone if I quit because of a church member and a church member didn't call me. You ain't talking to me. I'll be doggone if I walk out of my church because of a member. I don't come for you. God called me to harvest. God called me to the man of God. Baby, I, I, will, I wish I would. I wish I would. Every pastor watching, I'll dare you quit because you got some members giving you hell. Tell them to go find them a pastor they can respect. I'm just going to give up because the people ain't doing right. Get to some new people. There's more people that'll do right. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Business owner, somebody I just don't have the right staff. Get you some new ones. And until then, do it yourself or, or outsource it. Send it overseas. You can get it done for cheaper anyhow. You can get it done for three forty-four an hour. That's a word for somebody. Let me finish this message. But Jonah had gone down to the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. Jonah, you sleep and you're the reason we in the storm. You ever had somebody that, that they caused the problem? And when it's time to fix it, everybody working and they... Sucking on their drink, having their little sweet tea. Y'all ain't talking to me. You're like, why ain't you the one in here fixing this? We here because of you. He's asleep. And watch what happens. Let's finish this word. Watch what happens. Verse 6. So the captain of the came and said to him, what do you mean, you sleeper? He says, now sleeper there doesn't mean sleep literally. Sleeper there means stupefied. Not superfly. Stupefied. Everybody, please listen to me. Everybody, please, 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 please hear my heart. Over the last eight months, if all of us are honest, we have all had this moment right here. If you can't be honest about it, you're in yours right now. We all, we all have had a moment where we just, we just. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Not literally, it's a figure of speech. Don't. I'm just praying for a bit. I'm good. <laughs> okay. It's a figure of speech. You ready? Yeah, you've been sipping on some type of scissor, but I don't know what that is. That is not Aunt Jemima. Listen, I, that's something else. You've been doing something. Look. The captain is the one that recognizes Jonah's off. The captain's not even saved. Sometimes God has to use people that are less spiritual than you to show you where you're lacking spiritually. <laughs> Stupefied. What does this mean? You're not thinking right, Jonah. 
You're not feeling right, Jonah. You're not acting right. How didn't you sense the storm? How are you in the belly of the boat sleep? You're not Jesus. You don't have the power to speak to the storm and make it stop. The only way this storm stops is if we throw you over. How many of you be honest, over the last eight months, you've had moments where you weren't thinking right, and you started typing stuff, <laughs> typing text, typing emails. Can I teach you something? Sometimes you need to get it out, type it, and then delete it. You just need to get that stuff up out of you and then say, delete, and be careful that you don't hit sin. So probably just stay out the email system entirely. Just go to you a document. Because some of y'all, you'd be like, thank you, Jesus. I got it all out. Who God is good. And you'd be to send it to your whole company. <laughs> I look, how many be honest in the last eight months you've had moments you've not been feeling right? Like you knew your feelings weren't right. You felt it, but you knew it wasn't right. And then how many be honest that in the last eight months we've not acted right in the building and the Online to the hammer resume. Look what he says. Get up, man. This is the second time he's given the same command. What was God trying to get? It's called the law of witness. That says, Jonah, your issue is you don't listen. I had to tell you twice. Once I told you, second time I told you through somebody else. Get up out of your comfortable place. Because comfort and change can't exist in the same place. Some of you are like, I'm just so uncomfortable. Good. That means you're changing. And I got to close this thing. Open your mouth and say, I'm changing for the better. Let's go. He says, arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give, us a, give a thought to us that we may not perish. Check this out. Verse 12. Let's skip down. He said to them, this is Jonah talking. He said, listen, in between these verses, the ones we didn't read, um, they're like, Jonah, what do you do? They're like, I'm a man of God. I'm a Hebrew. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And, and so, Jonah, do you know anything about this storm? It's because of me. So, so, so look at verse 12. He said to them, pick me up, throw me in the sea, hurl. Next time we've seen that word. Then the sea will quiet down for you. Listen, get rid of me, things will be better for you. There are some people in your life that have literally told you that they are the problem. If you deal with me, it'll be better for you. It's quiet there. He says, it's because of me that the storm has come upon you. It's because of me that the boat is rocking and shaking. Shaking and rocking. Verse 13. Nevertheless, the men rode hard. Jonah says, get rid of me. The men are like, mm-mm, Jonah, we're going to keep you. Let's have a real honest moment. All I need is three more minutes. Let's have a real honest moment. How many of us in the last eight months, after we knew what to do, we ignored what we knew to do and just kept on rolling? You already knew not to do business with them. You already knew not to be friends with them. You already knew not to even, don't even say nothing to them about what you were doing. Just let them show up and see it done. But you're rolling and you're rolling. And no matter how hard they rode, it didn't stop the storm. Where were they trying to get back to dry land? Here's the problem. You're too far out there now. You're out there with the sharks now. But they couldn't. Why? Because the sea got more tempestuous. God says, the harder you work, the worse I'll make it. Check this. The more you pray about what I already said to do, 
the worse I'm going to make this. The more you fast and pray and give about what I already said to do, the worse I'm going to make it. This is why sometimes with people, can I just drop this on you? Sometimes with people, you think you make progress, but because they're not listeners, you never make progress. You only buy time. You're like, oh, we had a great week. Mm -hmm. Mm. So Jonah makes things harder. Notice who didn't row. Jonah. Jonah's the problem. And Jonah watching them row. Because Jonah's will never help to fix the hurt they create. Y'all here? Let's go on and finish this fish sandwich up. Verse 15. So they pick Jonah up. Come on, pick him up. You're going to be Jonah? Come on, pick him up. Come on, pick him up. Shamo. Let's go. All right. All right, come on. Just pick this man up. Let's go. Pick him up. He'll be all right. He told me earlier he lost seven pounds. Such a sensationalist. <laughs> listen, listen. So they, somebody said they picked him up. When they picked up Jonah, what did they really pick up? See, because it's easy for us to look at Jonah and see it as a person. And there are. But a Jonah is a noun, a person, a place, a thing, an idea. So look at what they did. They picked up their mindset that their truth was it was no big deal to defy God. What did they throw overboard the way they thought? Did you catch that? See, because for some of you, like, I need to get rid of all these people, but you're still there. And if your mentality about your next four mimics your first eight, you're going to have a repeat. But I think it's a few of us that are saying, I'm not doing no repeats. I'm not doing no reruns. In these last four months of this year, I make a decision. I will walk in everything that God has ordained for me. How will I know? You'll put a Shabbat in the atmosphere on three. One, two, three, go. They threw over that mindset. They threw over depression. They threw over anxiety. They threw over fear. They threw over hatred. They threw over anger. They threw over everything that was their truth. Watch me. They threw over thinking the problem was everybody else but them. <laughs> Say, I'm tossing my Jonah out. I'm tossing. See, some of y'all, you have this fear that, watch me, that, that, that you're not good enough. You better throw that out. You got this fear you're going to screw it up. You better throw that out. You got this fear that you don't want to try because you might be disappointed again. Here's the truth. You might be, but you're never going to know unless you take a move. Somebody say, I will walk with authority. Say, I'm throwing my Jonah overboard. Say it like you mean everything. Say, I'm throwing my Jonah overboard. So listen, they throw him into the sea, hurled. Here it is again. God hurled a storm. They hurled their stuff. Watch. Jonah's exit has to be violent. What does that mean? I have to be aggressive in getting rid of it. You know what most of us do? We spend time getting rid of Jonah. So the boat's shaking, but you're trying to rock and shake Jonah. Go on and rock and shake him. Just back and forth. Grown men shouldn't be coddled. Grown women shouldn't be coddled. Y'all don't like that. Preach, Bishop. Listen. 
You get a little heavy to rock. Huh? <laughs> okay. So, so listen, they have to do it quickly. Somebody say quickly. I need everybody to get your phone online. Online, I need you to just type it on the screen. Get your phone. If you like, don't have a phone, get a piece of paper. If you just ain't gonna do it because you're a Jonah, I'll see you at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> okay, I ain't even fooling with you. I ain't fooling with you. I ain't fooling with you. Did you something? Because there's something I'm gonna pray, and God's gonna reveal to you something about you you need to throw overboard. For some of you, He's gonna reveal some names you need to toss overboard. For some of you, He's gonna reveal the way you think about stuff you need to toss overboard. And I want you to get it because you're about to toss your Jonah. Look, the carpet in here is blue. Just pretend like it's the ocean. You're about to toss your Jonah. You're about to toss your fear. You're about to toss your anxiety. You're about to toss your panic. You're about to toss a telephobia. Think you're not good enough. Somebody say, Jonah's going overboard today. Thank you, fellas. Just, no, just, just stay right there. Y'all doing a good job. See, sometimes you're tired and you haven't done anything except manage what you were supposed to release. Some of y'all, your misery, you're about to release that today. When you go home, it's going to be the first day you happy to go home. Shut your mouth. You're going to go home and walk into peace. Go home and walk into joy. Go home and walk into excitement. Your life is getting better from this place. Say more in my next book. Say more in my next book. You got your Jonah? You got it? Everybody got it? You got it? If you put it in your phone, don't throw your phone. Especially your Andrews. It may never work again. In fact, it might work better if you break it. I don't know. Not a computer. All right. Now, I just need you. This is a prophetic gesture. What does that mean? You're prophesying to your future. I, I already have my Jonah. I got it in my head. I, I can't type it in and preach. I got my Jonah in my head. I already, I already know. I know. It's not hard. You ready? Say, I release. And when you say you release, you're going to do this. Say, I release. Say, I release. Say it again. Say, I release. Say, I let it go. Say, it's not coming in my next four. I need you to do it with me, everybody. Everybody do it with me. Say, I release it. Say it like you mean it. Say, I let it go. Say, because in these next four, I'm going to see God do more. Release the praise, everybody, everywhere, right there. Look what happened. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly. You're not going to use your energy carrying stuff that's not worth it no more. You're not going to lose sleep carrying it because of stuff that you're not supposed to carry no more. <laughs> Jonah screw up, got some other people saved. And look at the rest of the verse. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And they sowed. Which means God has the way to use your shark, which is your fault, to end up causing other people to get saved and to give. This is why the way you've been handling it has been so important. Because people have been watching. And you handling it well is going to give them permission to succeed.
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. 